Everybody, this is Charlie from Anthrax, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle. This is Mark Metcalf, and you are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey and Domain Cleveland Radio. You are listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey on Domain Cleveland Radio. Yes, Kato Kalen listens to this all the time. Rise again, 311, Cedar, Mudvan, many more. May 16th through the 19th, Columbus, Ohio. Tickets on sale now at SonicTempleFestival.com. What's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle. And a real quick housekeeping note, if you're watching us on YouTube or Rumble or BitChute or Odyssey, please hit that follow and subscribe button. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, whatever podcast platform you're utilizing, please hit that follow and subscribe button so we can continue to bring you conversations like the one I'm bringing you today. We are talking with, uh, you know, I knew I should have asked you before we went live how to pronounce your last name, Tiffany? Fabiani. 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 (laughs) Fabiani. From the band Enemy of Fate. (laughs) How are you doing, Tiffany? I'm doing fabulous. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm good. It, it's uh, finally warming up a little bit. I'm in the Cleveland, Ohio area, so yeah. We, but we're supposed to be getting a lot of snow. Uh, you you guys have some rough weather right now. I, I don't envy uh, you. Yeah, yeah, but oh well, it is what it is. I'm down in my bunker, getting to interview people like you, so I'm good. <laughs> But uh, usually when I have somebody on for the first time, I like to get a quick background. So do you remember originally what you wanted to be when you grew up? I actually wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer. And here we are. Nice. So, yes, that and a ballerina. So I did I did half. I did half of my stint. Um, I've, I've been a dancer for many years and taught dance for a long time. So hip hop, tap and jazz. That's kind of been my passion in the art of music and and artistic expression. That's where it spawned from. So I've taken dance since I was three at the Ballet Dance Academy in San Francisco and just carried on that love for music and dance for many, many years. Nice. And then uh, what was it? Do you remember like what? Why you wanted to be a criminal defense lawyer? Were you watching like Criminal Minds and stuff? Like I that? am <laughs> fantastic at arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I've always challenged the process and, and questioned the process and things since I was very little. Um, that is that is my mom and a very logical thinker. So it was just something I, I was always um, 
interested in. And I could see like the, you know, Fabiana Law Firm on uh, Ani uh, Law Firm. <laughs> <laughs> the fabulous the somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so then, you know, so you, uh, you said dance was kind of, you got into dance early on. Um, and then when did uh, like, obviously you were doing performances dancing, but when did like the the singing start coming in? You. you know that was a that was an amazing family pastime for me growing up. We spent a lot of time. We're a large family, um, and so we spent a lot of time gathering, and a lot of that surrounded the evening hours in um, you know singing old old Motown songs and um, you know songs that were really relevant in the eighteen the eighteen hundreds. I'm not that old. <laughs> the eighties and nineties. Growing up, so we did a lot of time like karaokeing together. My mom. Say you're holding up pretty well for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not decrepit yet. <laughs> sunshine's doing you well out there. <laughs> yeah, so just growing up and the you know the family pastime being you know kind of gather gathering around the stereo and singing together. That's really where my love for singing began, and it just nice. has carried on throughout um, my life with me in, you know, trials and tribulations. It's always been music that has gotten me through those times. Um, so it's it's just stayed with me for the years of my life. Um, I, I was never intending to take my music career, you know, to, uh, you know, a more professional level. Um, but I had a husband who just loves me to sing. And so he's been a big encouragement for me to pursue um, this career. So here we are. That's awesome. It always helps to have a good support, uh, system, you know? Yes. But, um, my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan. So that, God loves that, that's great. And then, um, like who were some of your early influences growing up? You know, my music taste is so eclectic. Um, I, I would say the Eagles are a big influence from past tense all the way that carries through today. Their storytelling and their music is amazing and, and I'm in awe um, how they put it together. So they, they've continued through from a young age to today. Um, but growing up on Motown, you know, Gladys Knight, uh, Aretha Franklin, um, Earth, Wind and Fire, Stevie Wonder, Marvin Gaye, those are also very strong influences, far more soulful than, than you hear in my music today. Um, but I think in the style of singing that I've developed, um, you, you hear that definitely resonates in the tones, the tonality of the singing, the vocals in our songs. Gotcha. And then um, it says that you also uh, uh, write your own songs. Like when did uh, songwriting become a passion? Actually, it wasn't that long ago. It was when we started having these conversations um, early last year. Uh, you know, our our one of our business partners was looking for a female vocalist, and he hadn't heard me sing because I don't I don't promote my singing. I just do it, you know, did it for fun. And my husband, of course, being who he is, looking for uh, you know a female vocalist, he's like, well, hey, we got one sitting right here. So, you know, the partner and my husband and I went back to the house, and I I put on my phone and Adele song and um, started singing and he flashed around and stared at me. He's like, where have you been? So that <laughs> led into getting into the studio and I um, 
really wanted to take that opportunity seriously. And one day I, I was sitting thinking about this process and going into the studio and what am I going to sing about? And in about 30 minutes, I had wrote our debut single, Dear Dad. And it was it was spawned from, you know, the trials and tribulations and how to overcome those situations with absence of parents in our lives growing up. Um, it was a story I felt like it was important for me and my growth and full circle development, as well as people that still struggle with um, parental absence to write a song that encourages, tells the story, um, but encourages people to overcome the obstacles that come with absent parents. So yeah, I was, that's uh, where, that's where the, the writing started. <laughs> and I mean, you know, obviously, you know, from the heart, um, with that and, uh, you know, almost like, uh, therapeutic for you, like you were saying to kind of put it on, put pen to paper, get what you were feeling out and then sing it with, you know, the, the raw emotion that comes with that. And I was so moved hearing that myself, you know, I'm a, I'm a dad of two daughters and, um, you know, I, uh, made a lot of mistakes in the past, you know, and I try, you know, my daughters teach me how to be a, a better man every day. And they're, they're young grown women now, you know, but, um, you can always be better. You can always, you know, every day is like a learning experience, but it was just like, man, that song was like, really hit me. Like, you know, I was, I, I, I might've screwed up a lot, but I've been here screwing up, you know, and sometimes that could be good or bad, you know, what that would depends on what kind of screwing up, they experience, but you know, the fact that they both still choose to live with me and I've been a single dad for a while, I, I guess the fact that I've taken it serious and, and, and tried to be there, you know, and keep improving, you know, I guess says something, but you know, it just, break. you know, I, I could, I could feel the, the heartbreak in, in the, the lyrics. And then I was watching the video too. And I was just like, I don't know how, I mean, you know, I had some of those friends. I used to run around with those circles, you know, that just like, ah, it's my weekend with my kid. Like it was a burden, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, I never wanted to be that person. And, you know, I, I had my ups and downs with addiction and stuff like that, you know, but I'm uh, 14 years sober now. And um, just, uh, yeah, you know, it's just like I couldn't imagine anything else, you know. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Yeah, that's, um, that's an amazing thing. And, you know, we're not we're not perfect. Nobody is perfect. We're all human beings and parenting is not an easy feat. Um, but to stay in the fight and make the choice every day to be present, um, good, bad or indifferent is is significant. And that will that will stay with with our children always. And so yeah. that is very commendable uh, of you and to overcome your your personal battles of, you know, that have inflicted you. I, th I think that's very admirable. And I, I would say that and, and very respectful that you are, you step up to the plate as a single dad every day. So uh, it's unfortunate. We can't say that about all parents, moms or dads. Um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for the kids, but um, to be present and to make that choice every day is, is admirable. So I and, appreciate you know, that. The, you putting that that song out, you know, hopefully even the ones that, you know, we always do get some point of hitting a bottom or some point of self-reflection, you know, and mm -hmm. hopefully it can be, 
you know, a way to for guys out there to turn it around, you know, that have haven't been, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, my situation was with was with my father, my biological father, who just has made a choice to just not be present. Um, and that's that's OK. I've accepted that. But the turmoil that comes being young and having to endure the absence and, and questioning myself. What did I do wrong? What is wrong with me? Why doesn't he love me? Why doesn't he want to partake in my life? But I think that resonates for people, too, that have not had a parent like a mother, a mother figure or a grandparent or an aunt, if their parents aren't around at all, you know, to to not be present and to make that choice to not be present in the lives of your children is impactful. Always. It will always bear impact. Um, And unfortunately, some of us don't overcome those obstacles. So. I feel like when I wrote the song, while it was it was personal for my parent situation, I, I knew that the story told could resonate with so many more kids and adults that still struggle with the absence of a parent, whether they passed on or you know when they were early, when they were young, or um, and I found the song to be very cathartic when it was written, and then more so when I recorded it, it was very emotional. Um, because you you want to draw in that emotion into the music. That's what delivers yeah. the message in such an impactful way. But to hear it once it was finally mixed and mastered and done and ready to go to radio, I was overcome with emotion um, just because of the reflection and, you know, celebrating that I was able to share this very intimate story um, in a way that also embraced how I've been able to overcome that absence and how it's made me stronger. So taking a moment in self-reflection was really celebrated that day. Um, And I'm very proud of that, that track. Well, yeah. And like I was saying, I mean, I could, I could uh, hear it on the journey myself and then, you know, I was doing some self-reflecting, you know, (laughs) I mean, I guess we tend to always kind of make things about ourselves sometimes good or bad, but you know, I was, I was self-reflecting, listening to it and feeling it. And I may or may not have gotten something in my eye during uh, <laughs> that, that period. But uh, I, I, uh, I mean, what a, that was your debut single. And mm-hmm. I guess what a way to come in and, you know, get people's attention and, and grab them by the heart. You know, it's um, what, um, what's the journey been like? You know, uh, well, I did read that you had at one time uh, tried out for the show, The Voice. Yes, twice. And was this before the whole uh, recording in the studio? Yes, absolutely. So my first tryout was in 2019. And I flew down to LA because I'm in Northern California, flew down to or drove down to LA, auditioned live in person. And it's like such a herd of cattle, you know, moving through. There was literally tens of thousands of us that were auditioning and we would go into an audition room with, as a group of 10. So it was like, you know, moving a herd of cattle through and you got 30 seconds to audition. Um, you sang what you sang acapella and then you sat down in your chair and waited for all 10 of you to perform. And then they picked off who they were going to keep for the next round or who they weren't. So yeah, it was such a, it was such an emotional nerve wracking process. Um, I wasn't chosen in that moment and I really beat myself up over it and just thought, okay, well, you know, maybe I'm not good enough. And, and I know that resonates with a lot of us. And, um, cause you always, the self doubt always kicks in when you're not, 
when you're not chosen for, you know, the dodgeball team or, you know, the baseball <laughs> team or growing up, you weren't, you weren't given the promotion at the job that you really wanted. So it's always self-reflection. And so I tabled singing for a while and just did it for fun, you know, on Friday nights with my friends uh, down at the local watering hole. And it was my husband that continued to push and encourage me to rise above it and go again and, and don't give up on myself. And I think that was the biggest message and the biggest gift that he could have ever given me was to um, never give up on yourself, never give up on pursuing your, your passions and your dreams, no matter how far along it, it takes you to get there. Yeah. And what did you like learn from that, that first time experience that you took in when you, you mm -hmm. tried again? Well, it was overwhelming for me to hear the stories of people that had gone for six or seven or eight um, times continued to audition. That is what I took away from that experience was never doubt when you believe in yourself and believe in, you know, whatever it is that you're pursuing, don't stop no matter what anybody tells you. And so that, that was the takeaway. You know, I had, I had my bumps and bruises and beat myself up and I, I had my moment of, you know, oh, I can't do this. Um, but at the end of the day, it's a choice that we make to rise above that and continue to pursue our passions. So that's really what I got from that experience. So I'm thankful for it. And then I can yeah. sing out in public, you know, like on the spot, on the spot and, and not be so nervous that you buckle. That's, that's, you know, kind of a fear you got to overcome too. So. Yeah. Cause there's one thing, you know, like you said, you know, at the local watering hole in front of some strangers, but your friends or whatever. Yeah. You know, but then to go there and then that then that red light turns on, you know, and, and that to be judged. On, yeah, it's know? the judgment. Like you're really literally being judged based on how how many facets, you know, none of us were told why we weren't chosen. So I don't know if it was my look that day, it could have been the demographic that I sit in, it could have been so many things because it's such a big production. You just you never know. So you do walk away wondering why. Um to and that'll be a question that I will never get an answer to. Um, but yeah, it was it was such an adrenaline rush. It's nerve wracking. You know, my stomach's in my throat. <laughs> so <laughs> but the sentiment was felt across the entire wave of the room that day, all, all thousands of us, you know, sitting there in anticipation waiting to be called up for your 30 seconds of spotlight. You know, and you've got somebody behind a laptop who's just watching you very poker face, you know, very stoic. And then they say, stop and thank you and have a seat. And then that's it. So. <laughs> and then uh, like after that, that second time uh, you went home, what did you take from that? Then, uh, well, the, the second time was a little unique because COVID had, COVID was very prevalent and the restrictions of COVID were very prevalent. So um, that one was actually done online. So that was that audition was virtual um, and you could go into the audition room, record yourself and continue to keep recording yourself over and over until you were satisfied with what video clip you were delivering and sending in. So you do that. Um, it was just such a different dynamic. It wasn't there wasn't the excitement buildup. It was just me and a screen in my in my dining room where I had set everything up and just went for it, click send. And like 30 seconds later, I got a thanks, but no thanks. I mean, it was just very, such a vast difference in the experiences. It was so cold and just technical. Um, yeah. 
that it was just like, okay, I'm not doing that again. That's not for me. <laughs> so, so, I mean, would you say that, that that one was probably, you know, even though, it, you know, you weren't there in front of all that with the, with your, I'm sure, you know, uh, it, it would, you'd still prefer the, the experience of being there than just like a virtual, like, you know, a non, non feeling, you know? Yeah. It was very, it was just very cold and just such, it was such a technical, like, yeah, for me. And I was already going into it with a lot of doubt from my first experience. So I was already setting myself up mentally that I wasn't going to be chosen. So I was questioning myself, like, what am I doing here? Why am I doing this? Well, you know, it, somebody else wants me to, so I'm going to pursue this for them and it, you know, leave it at that. So going into that, I already had set myself up for failure. So when the response came back, it was like, yeah, well, I expected that. And so that sat with me for a while, a, a long while, several years actually. And then this opportunity um, to get before a, develop, a music development team and just casually sing with passion and heart, um, because it was a you know a personal friend and business partner of ours that was listening, made all the difference. So it's it's oh, such yeah. a tough experience when you you know have very critical eyes and ears on you and and that pressure. You're if you're not used to that, can be very overwhelming. And it takes nothing for self doubt to kick in. And even though oh, I may yeah. not have thought I was delivering that self doubt, it it could have been all over my face. It could have been in my tone so many different things but again it's one of those things when you audition you sometimes you just never know and you just have to accept that and reflect and and learn what you can from the opportunity yeah it's kind of like makes you think about where we're headed with ai and everything like that you know mm -hmm. the, the the lack of uh connection and, and emotion and uh obviously like we were saying earlier when me listening to uh dear dad um I could feel that that connection and emotion in 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 the song so obviously with this new environment with somebody you're comfortable with you know you get to actually you know well um, and i was i was relaying a story of my own so the the passion yeah. and the raw emotion was already going to come naturally whereas in a audition on the voice i was singing somebody else's song so i didn't have the same emotional connection to somebody else's music that I had in my own, because it was an opportunity for dear dad to um, share my story. And so I think that lent a big difference on how the delivery of the songs went from the technical standpoint. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and now that, uh, you know, since, since dear dad, um, you know, I know, uh, is it Devil's Prey is the current single Yes. And um, I know there's an, uh, an another, you know, raw story behind that as well. You care to share? Yeah, it's it's about um, it's about emotional and physical abuse that that people endure um, from all walks of life and what that experience felt like in the moment of time and how how an individual feels when they're being belittled and manipulated and taken advantage of and beaten down to nothing um that that was a life that i had lived for far too many years and um that story is surrounded by that experience and how 
how I was able to overcome that when I finally stepped out of my own life and looked at it from, you know, kind of an overbearing bird's eye view. Like, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? What have you become? <clears throat> I was really nothing like who I am because, you know, the person that I was um, with that made me feel that way was very good at making sure that I had no confidence because of the control factor that they that they had to have at all times. Control over me, control over my emotions, control over everything. And so any anytime I had challenged or questioned, now remember I wanted to be a criminal defense attorney. So I'm very vocal about things that I, I question. I want to know the whys and have the hows. And I yeah. I was, you know, brutally beaten for it. And so it, it was a it was a very dark place in my life. And um, you know, the years later, reflecting, as we all do, reflecting on our life experiences, I'm grateful. Um, every day that I was able to escape that situation and recover and find myself in a in a new a new version of me, um, stronger, better, smarter, and far more independent um, and standing on my own two feet than I had ever been. And so I I wanted to share that experience with the world because I know that there's people today that are still stuck in those ex environments. And they don't they don't see a way out because when you're in such a dark place, it's like, oh, well, this is the best my life is going to get. You know, hopefully I, I don't get punched today. Hopefully I don't get thrown against a wall today or choked out. Um, I know people are still stuck in those dark places. So I wanted to send a message of, look, people recognizing people have been there and it's it, you can get out. Um, you can't escape and you can be supported and loved in a healthier way and become a better version of you. You don't have to stay. So that's kind of where the spawn of Devil's Prey came from. And we used a Little Red Riding Hood theme as, you know, the wolf and, you know, Little Red Riding Hood just kind of going on about life and being chased down by this, you know, this thing. And um, she was able to get out, so. Yeah, and it, it was, you know, I was reading about the, the song, but also really connecting on this one too, because it's like, um, you know, there's a, uh, you, you run in, I mean, there, you know, people don't know about like, uh, in, until they experience it, like what it is like being involved with like a narcissist, you know, mm -hmm. somebody with a narcissistic personality disorder. And, um, you know, even if it's not like, you know, I just recently, uh, ended a friendship, you know, quote unquote friendship, you know, with uh, a classic narcissist, you know, you don't see, you start seeing the signs later on. You're like, this person helps is helping me, but then it's, it's always transactional or they're keeping me at like, when I start getting better, they got to keep pulling me down to let them know that I owe them, you know, or it's always like this, yeah, this control thing, you know. You wouldn't have I, this if it wasn't for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everything, everything that uh, even though I'm the one busting my ass doing a lot of the work and the running around, you know, as soon as something starts getting to a certain level, they, you know, the rug gets pulled out, and you got to remember who this, you know, and 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 then all of a sudden, you know, when you start like reading up on these things, you start 
like you said, reflecting back and you're like, man, mm -hmm. I remember this incident. I remember that incident. How much money did I give this person? You know, how much, you know, and it's just There's like so many warning signs too that we just oh, don't, yeah. we don't adhere to because we don't want to. We want to see the good in people. So we're yeah. always seeking the better. Well, they didn't mean it this way. That's a justification, right? Well, they didn't mean it. Um, it only happened once. You know, they said they're sorry. We justify it away. That doesn't make it okay, especially when it becomes like this dysfunctional, habitual pattern. You know? Yeah. And it's like, they okay, you know, I look at, oh, well, they did do this good for me or they helped me out here. You know, and it's just like, I mean, they, they'll just do enough that I learned about gaslighting and, and all that mm -hmm. um, during this whole process. So it's just like it can happen on all levels, you know, not just in a in an intimate relationship, you know, yes. it, and and it's uh, I, I think, yeah, um, raising awareness on the, this topic is, is very important as well, you know, and um, yeah. Well, one of my listeners, too, had told me that the story resonated with them about their own mental health and the struggles that they had within to overcome a very dark place that they were in. So the, so Devil's Prey to me has a lot of different meanings. You can interpret it a lot of different ways, um, but it all kind of surrounds uh, it's all surrounding and encompassing, you know, being in a very dark place, no matter the, the circumstances or the situation and being able to rise above and out of that and become a better version of you. Um, that, that to me, you know, is the, the bigger, broader story of Devil's Prey. But the spawning of writing that song really resonated from, you know, the, the experience that I had had with a partner for many years. Well, and I could see the correlation with, you know, uh, you know, struggling within our own head, because obviously, you know, I mean, there were some things that I, I was lacking when I, when I first became, got into this friendship that I needed, you know, that I thought that obviously I didn't have boundaries, you know, I didn't, you know, and then I, I was just ripe for the, for the pickings, I guess, as they say, for these types of people. And then, uh, yeah, I guess through it all, um, you know, I look back, I, I try and look back with everything with some gratitude because if it didn't kill me, it taught me something, you know, it made mm -hmm. me stronger. Like I said, with my days of uh, being an addict and, and even these relationships, it taught me like how I can, you know, I could be a better person. I can, uh, how I didn't like being treated, how I, I want to treat others, you know? Yes. And uh, mm -hmm. it, it sounds like we've been on kind of, you know, similar paths. And I, I try and use this podcast as a way to spread, spread a word, you know, and, and spread knowledge out there. And uh, it's also healing for me, you know, to have these conversations with others. But, uh, and you're looking to do the same with your music, you know? Yes. Well, to me, I feel like we need to get comfortable with the uncomfortable and having conversations about things that are ugly and dark. Not and and that's that's to say not all of my music is dark and about you know really rough stories or rough waters, but it does relate in life. We do have to experience places to become better versions of ourselves, challenges that we have to overcome to just develop as humans. So and I find that you know abuse in the home or you know mental abuse, those things aren't talked about enough. They're not yeah. put in the media enough. Um, addressing those things just as a, as a country and as a state 
we don't do enough of that. We need to get better about taking care of our, our people in all facets. And for me, mental health is a significant issue that needs to be brought forth. And we need to get comfortable with that uncomfortable conversation because that's when change begins. Yeah, I agree. And that, you know, um, especially, you know, with the mental health part, I mean, um, I usually have, uh, you know, I'll have, uh, I'm, you know, I'm retired uh, Navy. I'll have some veterans on here as well. And one thing that we'll always talk about, one of the questions I always ask a veteran is like, what can we do to break the stigma of PTSD? You know, I'm, I, I suffer from that, you know, um, and it, this is part of my healing. Like I said, doing this podcast, getting me out of my shell, be it, talking about the uncomfortable things, you know, getting comfortable in the uncomfortable, so to speak. But um, also like I'm, we're talking about it. Somebody else might hear it and try and do the yeah, same, right. you know? So yeah, absolutely. Similar. Well, God bless yeah. you for your service. I was a Navy brat growing up all my life. And so, um, and my stepfather was in Vietnam and, you know, PTSD is very, a very real thing. And there is a lot of stigma around that, unfortunately. Um, but I, I watch him live life as best he can every day. And, and he takes care of those things to be sure that he's taking care of himself and his, his mental health. And I got to say, you know, the VA has stepped up over the course of the last 15, 20 years and has really oh, yeah, come taken a, a strong hold in developing programs for our veterans that are much needed and long overdue. So I commend them and I commend you for your service. So thank, thank you. you yeah, I, uh, I can, I can attest that the VA has definitely come, come a long way. It's, I mean, especially for the, you know, I mean, said your stepdad was a Vietnam era vet, you know, they didn't have, I mean, my dad was a world war two Marine and they didn't have, it was just basically, you know, you, suck it up and get back out to the workforce and whatever, mm -hmm. you know? And now it's like they're the, they offer like whole health, this whole health mm -hmm. program that does like, not just like, you know, it's not just throwing meds at you anymore. It's not just like throwing a bandaid on a, on a wound, you know, mm -hmm. we're getting into the spiritual, we'll get into the um, mind, body, spirit, you know? So uh, definitely, definitely has come a long way you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, but there's resources still more so we can important. all do. Yeah. Resources yeah. are so important. And we just, you know, for, for citizens out there that haven't, haven't been fortunate to get to the resources that the VA offers, um, you know, we need to, to be better. We need to do better as, as a nation in supporting everyone with mental health. So, and, you know, veterans is a, is a good start. Yeah. And then, um, so, um, talked about dear dad and, and devil's prey are the, uh, now they're, they're going to be part of the EP that's getting ready to come out. Correct. Yes. Uh, settling the score or settle yes. the score. Mm -hmm. What, is, what can you tell, uh, like what, what more can we expect? And when, uh, do you have a release date yet for the EP? Yeah. Yes. So EP Settle the Score, Settle the Score came from the songs that I had written that are all, you know, all originals and life experiences. It, it was an opportunity, a very cathartic um, opportunity to express and come full circle with experiences in my life. So that's where Settle the Score comes from. It's like, okay, I'm going to let you know how this, how this was for me and what time it is now today. Um, that will be releasing. Um, it's a six track 
uh, EP on February 23rd that we'll be releasing on all streaming platforms um, worldwide. We also have a cover that we did of an amazing Breaking Benjamin song called Breath that is releasing next Friday, the 26th. So that'll be that'll be out next Friday. That'll be a single that is on the, the EP. And then, um, yeah, February 23rd will be our next release where we re-release um, all five of our originals and the Breaking Benjamin cover Breath. So we're really excited to bring a very eclectic sound to the world for experience. And it's it's quite a ride. It's quite a it's quite a journey, the EP, you know, as it came full circle. A lot of stories to be told. So we're really I'm very proud and very excited to share it with the world. Nice. And then when um for for fans that still like hard copies of stuff, will, will that those be available and where could they uh, order or pick those. Yes, up so we will have vert. Uh, we will have merch available. So we'll have T-shirts for anybody who wants to promo. We decided that Devil's Prey will be on the back of many shirts, women and men, um, with our Enemy of Fate logo on the front. We'll also be doing a vinyl release of the EP. So we're looking forward to bringing that out. We actually have our first debut show on March 9th in Roseville, California, at Goldfield Trading Post. Um, tickets can be purchased on vbartists.com and the links are all over our socials so anywhere you go to our link tree you go to our social media you can find a, an opportunity to purchase tickets to see us live so we're we're really juiced about bringing that show to the public that's what i wanted to ask you as well like uh the the name enemy of fate uh how'd you come up with that and what's that mean to you you know, it was really important for me to have a um, a band name that that sent a message. And so, Enemy of Fate for me is about you know what is what is Enemy of Fate? What is the greatest enemy to our fate? Is time. So when you look at images of our band logo, um, you'll find that there's a clock and almost wilted flowers. And that's a reflection of the time that we don't allow ourselves to invest in, in our own destiny and the things that fire us up. And so we always, as humans, find that other things are more important or should be prioritized over our own personal passions and things that light us on fire and our own destiny. Um, that is a personal experience of my own in life, you know, um, Years later, I have you know grown children and finally pursuing a career that really lights my my fire, my core, um, and here we are. So, and it's never too late. It is absolutely never too late to pursue your passions. I don't care what your age is, what your circumstances are, even if it's just you know a little bit a day or a little bit a week that you invest in yourself and what drives your passion. That is where Enemy of Fate came from. Yeah, you know, and and I mean, I'm 50 years old. I'm doing this podcast now. You know, it's like I served in the Navy, and everybody's like, "Oh, what do you do now?" And I'm like, you know, I mean, it's like it's a hobby, but it's fun, and but it's become my passion. It's like I'm not, I, I, I'm not like Joe Rogan cashing those checks or anything like that. But you know, it's uh, it's therapeutic. You know, it, it's, if it it's, lights your fire every day, if it if it gets you up in the morning and gets you moving, and you're excited to be doing what you're doing, whatever it is do that, do that. And it doesn't matter your age, you know, or your circumstance, do what makes you happy and what drives you to get up out of bed every day and motivates you. 
Amen. Yeah. And then um, before we get ready and wrap up, I wanted to ask, uh, well, like what, what, um, you know, you got the, the show coming up in March, the EPs releasing here at the end of February. Um, what future goals do you have uh, past that? More music. We would love to tour. So we've we've been in discussions with several larger bands that are interested in taking us on on tour. Um, and then we're looking worldwide. So we're we're not afraid um, to explore overseas travel too. So, but we definitely want to get our feet wet. Uh, we've brought on a a new drummer who's a very seasoned um, veteran, and literally he's a veteran um, veteran drummer who's also drummed for many years we have a, a new guitarist and a bassist and they're all very excited to be involved in the development of our future music so our our goals in the long end is definitely more music um collectively as a band and not just a solo project and um taking it to the road so you will definitely see us near cleveland sometime soon good i hope so you know maybe in but come come closer to the summertime you don't want to come right now Yes, absolutely right. My my stepson is in Iowa. He goes to Iowa State, and and he just left uh, yesterday to, to head back there from California's nice weather. So he's he calls us and he's like, "Dude, I'm hating it. It's 20 degrees out here. <laughs> it feels like negative 30 with the wind chill factor. Like I don't miss that." <laughs> exactly. So. And then you know, I haven't got the I haven't answered this question in a while, but uh, I think you'd. Uh, I'd love to get your your uh, feedback on this. If you could send a message back to 12-year-old you, what would it be? Oh, love myself. And it's okay to be who, who I am and to be proud of, of who I am to become. Yeah, for sure. Oh, God, I'm going to start crying. Yeah, I was not a, I was not a, a self-loving 12-year-old. I had a lot of doubt. I was a, just this tiny, frail you know, mixed, um, mixed nationality and Puerto Rican and Irish and never felt like I had a place in the world. I didn't belong in certain crowds and, you know, experienced the divisiveness of how, how cold people can be then. So definitely to, to, to tell my 12 year old self to stand tall with my head held high and to love myself no matter what anybody told me or did to me um, or didn't do that would be the message I would send. Nice. I knew I'd get a good one uh, from you with that. And then um, who are three people who have inspired you and you can credit for making you the person you are today? Well, no doubt my husband has been a huge, um, he's, he's so loving and compassionate and understanding and so very patient with me. As you can see, I have no issue talking and expressing <laughs> and sharing right now. <laughs> Um, I would definitely say my husband. My mom has been a, a steadfast in my life always. No matter no matter what has happened, no matter what I've done, no matter where I've been, um, she has always been a pillar. And um, I love her to death. So definitely number two. Uh, well, she's number one, um, but my husband too. And then um, I had a teacher in school, Mr. Haber, when I went to Encinal High School in Alameda, California, who never gave up on me when I had no faith in myself at all and didn't and didn't have a care in the world. Um, he was my high school teacher for three years. So Mr. Haber would be my third. 
Shout out to Mr. Hayden. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, lo I love asking that question because it's like, you know, you get a lot of the standards and, and rightfully so, you know, our parents and, you know, significant others and stuff like that. But, you know, once in a while I'll hear that amazing, you know, like that shout out to Mr. Haber, you know, it's like there are people of all walks of life in our journey that, that can either leave us a positive example or, or a negative one. And it seems like a lot of times we're running into more negative lately, but, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the teachers like him, you know, uh, that are out there, man, you know, keep, keep, keep it up. Cause you don't know how you're impacting you know, people down the line. You're going to get a shout out on today's Boondoggle podcast, maybe someday. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then are there any causes or organizations that you support and encourage others to check out? Well, we were, we had, I was going to mention, um, yes, I would love people to drop some love on the organization that's called All Eagles Oscar. And it's an organization that helps veterans transitioning that have PTSD transitioning back into the real world. And they give them um, a housing in in group to be able to transition them, particularly those that have experienced war in some capacity, whether it be Desert Storm, Desert Shield, you know, the ongoing experiences of our world today, and um, obviously veterans from you know Vietnam and World War Two. <laughs> so um, yeah, they're they're an amazing organization. We've supported for. Um, several years now. So I would definitely encourage everybody to check out alleaglesoscar.org. Nice. And you, you don't have any kind of like connection with that group, do you? Because I always try and get veterans that are running organizations on here to help promote those organizations as well. We do. We do have a contact. I'd absolutely love and be honored to get you in touch with them. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we would go through Shauna or whatever and um, make that that happen or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will. I make a promise and a commitment to you to get that information over to you. And I, and I'm sure they would be honored to partake. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Tiffany. And then speaking of our veterans, any message you want to send to our men and women currently serving overseas? Stay strong, get home safe. We love you. We appreciate you. We honor you here in the States every single day. Those of us and those of us who have grown up in the military, those of us who haven't, um, we support you and thank you so much for keeping us safe. Awesome. Tiffany, thank you so much for your time. It was great uh, talking with you now. Uh, once again, before uh, we let you go, if there's any of our audience members that wanna know more and follow uh, Enemy of Fate and see what uh, you guys are up to and wanna support you guys, where would you send them? I would definitely send them over to our Instagram um, or our Facebook page. Instagram, we are the, probably the most active. Or on our YouTube channel, they can get uh, regular updates. Instagram, you'll get the most, though. And that's Enemy of Fate Official. Nice. Well, thank you so much again for your time, Tiffany. It was great talking to you. And thanks for, you know, just being transparent and writing from the heart. Because uh, those are the, the ones that touch. That's the, the music of the of the heart uh, touches others, you know, that's how we best communicate uh, really truly to soul to soul. So Absolutely. thank you for uh, doing what you're doing and, and uh, wish you luck with everything. And uh, you know, you're, 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 you're getting two thumbs up for your voice from me. I don't care what Aww. those soulless people down there said. <laughs> thank you so much. I so appreciate your time and for having me on today. 
All right. Thank you. Take care. We'll talk soon. Bye.